that scale? That's a singer there, Doc. Praise the name of Jesus. And we'll thank God for Jeannie who can sing too. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. She can scale. And thank you, Kent, and the musicians. You guys do a great job. Praise God for you. Truly, God. God is an awesome God. All right. Praise the Lord. We thank God for all of you. Truly, God is so good. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, this morning, we're going to challenge your hearts around the word, tapping into God's secrets. Tapping into God's secrets. I want you to turn to Deuteronomy 29, 29. Deuteronomy, fifth book of the Pentateuch, written by Moses under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Deuteronomy 29, 29, tapping into God's secrets. Praise his name. And Deuteronomy 29, 29 says, the secret things belong unto the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong unto us and to our children forever that we may do all the words of this law. Hallelujah. Tapping into God's secrets. One of the most intriguing and inspirational aspects of Almighty God are his powerful secrets associated with his plans, purposes, and people. And these secrets are always fascinating because they are hidden from one's sight. They are sovereignly held back, yeah, from one's senses and source of knowledge, and they are totally separated from one's discernment and discovery. That when God deems a secret, not even Satan can pierce into it. And, and, and this whole philosophy is built on the omniscience of God. What a word. Omni means all around, all inspiring, and omniscience uh, has to do with knowledge that God is omniscient, and not only does he know what's going to happen. He knows when it's going to happen. Do I have a witness? In fact, he's the one that makes it happen. So it's knowing everything before time. And you can go to any palm reader you want to. They can read the lines on your hand. You can pull up your horoscope page. None of those things can give you a reality check. Only God knows when you and I are leaving here. <laughs> you, I, I don't care who you talk to. Uh, amen. Only God knows how you're leaving here. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and so the fact of the matter is, when we start dealing with this matter of secrets, even though the word of God is, amen, um, a wisdom for our wounds, a strength 
in the midst of our struggles, a definite disclosure to our deliverances, there are secrets associated with the grace guidance and the good as well as the glory of Almighty God. In Kings, uh, we witnessed a secret when Elisha was walking with a servant and all the impending armies came over the hill and Elisha's servant got nervous and said, Master, what are we going to do? And Elisha looked carefree. And Elisha said, Lord, open up this boy's eyes. And, and when the Lord opened up the servant's eyes, he saw millions of angels with their swords drawn. Can I get a witness? They, 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 they were a secret until God made the invisible visible. I'm preaching already. There, there are some secrets associated with your life that you are not going to find out because you prayed. You're not going to find out because you're trying to walk right. God reserves the right to surprise the saved. Do I have a witness? And, 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 and it's here, it's here, it's here that, that when we look at uh, this um, matter of secrets, as Daniel, God is my judge, prayed for three weeks, did not hear back from God, and Daniel was wondering what was going on, and all of a sudden, Gabriel pops up and says, Daniel, God heard your prayer three weeks ago, but as I was coming out of heaven to deliver the answer, I got caught in the middle of the heavens, in the sky, amen, by the prince of Persia, Satan, and his demons, and they, they were fighting me, and then Michael, the archangel, came out of heaven, relieved me so I could come down to give you the answer that there was spiritual warfare that interfered with your answer. I'm coming back to that. Do I have a witness? That, 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 that God preserves the right to have secrets. And when we deal with God's will, there's three facets of God's will. God's direct will is the word of God. This is the word of God. This, this is his direct will. Just read it. Amen. The word testament means will. Can I get it? This is your will and testament. And, and um, that's God's direct will. God's permissive will is what God by grace allows when we blow the direct will. And then God's secret will is what's really going to happen. And that's known only to Almighty God, do I have a witness? And and when and when, you, and when you start looking at this stuff, you start you start to, Amen, get filled up because you realize you've blown the direct will. You you yeah, God's been patient with the permissive will, but God, sometimes God surprises us with the secret will, and He blesses our soul in spite of us. Do I have a witness? And, 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 so, and so the word secret is an adjective transliterated from the Greek Septuagint, the Old Testament written in Greek. And what it means is crypto, where we get our English word crypto. The word crypto is when people do top secret work, crypto, it's hidden. 
it's hidden from the eyes of everyone. And this, this, this hidden, this secret, these secrecies that God has, these secrets that God has is to the hiding, the helping, the humbling, and the healing uh, in God's uh, habitation. So the first thing we see here when we start dealing with tapping into God's secrets is that Deuteronomy 29, 29 is an interesting text. And I don't want to spend too long, but it is, it is crucial that you understand the hidden. God allows some things to be hidden. And here God's word informs us that not only does God know what is hidden, God responds to it. That there are certain things that God says, they don't belong to you. The hidden things belong to the Lord. I'm coming back to that. God said, vengeance is mine. Vengeance is never yours. Can I get a witness? And sometimes we got to fight this because sometimes we want to take vengeance. Can I get a witness? It's tight, but it's right. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes we say God ain't dealing with this. I'm dealing with this. Yeah, been there, done that. And every time we say that, we fail. Because God, God, God says the uh, invisible becomes visible. The covered and cryptic becomes open. And there's two aspects here. When you look at Deuteronomy 29, 29, is that, uh, and I, I pointed this out this morning, this is the provisions for what we call the Palestinian covenant. Now, Bible students, I need you to pull up your memory that in the Garden of Eden, we had the Edenic covenant, that Adam and Eve were innocent. Amen. Walking in the garden, didn't, didn't know anything about sin, then the Edenic covenant turned into the Adamic covenant when they sinned in chapter 3, and they both got Adamic natures. And the first thing they did was hide and cover themselves with fig leaves. And, and, when, and when sin is in the vicinity, that's what we do. We hide and we cover. Can I get a witness? There's shame and there is guilt. And then, and then, and then the uh, Adamic covenant was followed by the Noahic covenant that God told Noah, a flood is coming. I want you to preach the same sermon 120 years. It's going to rain. Can you imagine every Sunday for 120 years, the preacher comes out and says, it's going to rain. Can I get a witness? And then, and then the Noahic covenant was followed by the Abrahamic covenant, chapter 15 and 17. Amen. And that was promised before law. You got to see that. And then after that was the Mosaic Covenant, the law under Moses, Exodus 3, Exodus 20, I mean. And then after that came the Palestinian Covenant, Palestinian land. Dividing up the land is in Deuteronomy. Deuto is uh, from the Greek word arithmi, where we get our word arithmetic. It's the second giving of the law because the first generation was wiped out. Can I get a witness? And so here in Deuteronomy 29, 4, look what it says. Yet the Lord hath not given you a heart to what? Understand, perceive, and eyes to see, and ears to hear unto this day. So uh, uh, Brother Lightfoot, the, 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 the intellectualism behind this is that this Palestinian law was God says, I'm going to, listen, 
amen, I'm not going to give you a heart that can understand. I'm not going to let your ears hear what they need to hear. Can I get a witness? I'm not going to let your eyes see what they need to see. But Moses preached, listen, a second and third address that changed this covenant, this Palestinian covenant. And when you look at chapter 30 and verse 6, go down there, 36, right down, right across the page. And the Lord thy God, listen, will circumcise thine heart. And, listen to this, thy heart of thy seed, to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, say uh, amen, with all thy soul, that thou mayest live. So here's what God said, and this comes under the new covenant, Jeremiah 31. I'm no longer going to give you hearts of stone. I'm, I'm going to, listen, I'm going to write on your heart my laws. That's, that's the advent of the Holy Spirit. I'm preaching up in this place. See, we're not caught up in statutes and commandments and ordinances. Uh, Hebrews say those things don't work. Can I get a witness? What, what, what happens in this dispensation of grace is that when you get saved, the Holy Spirit starts writing directly on your heart. He starts circumcising. He, he starts changing. He starts metamorphosizing your heart. Go back to 2929. So in this Palestinian covenant, Moses says under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, the secret things, uh-huh, the things we don't need to worry about. The things we worry about but don't need to worry about. The stuff we don't know about, the fears we have, the what-ifs. And we got some what-ifs. You, you know, I never want to separate myself from what I'm preaching. I struggle with the what-ifs. I, I struggle with the unseen. Are y'all getting me? I'm a Philly boy, man. I'm not going back to Philly, man. I ain't walking down the street smiling, looking at buildings. That's for you people from Williamstown and Sickleville. Got my collar up, got my brim on. I'm going down the street looking mad. Some lady stopped me in a gallery one time. She said, aren't you Pastor Gordon? Yeah. She said, why do you look so evil? I said, I'm in Philly. What do you think I'm supposed to do? I'm supposed to. That ain't happened up in there. I go to New York same way. That, that's just that sixth sense. How many of y'all know about the sixth sense? That's just that, you know, yeah, get on the subway, you don't look at nobody. I can hear the spiritual ones out there now. But you're free. Yeah, well, you stay free. <laughs> Fact of the matter is, don't nobody mess with me. My God. So I'll smile over here in Williamstown. But, but understand, God is saying the things <sighs> that are hidden belong to me. The things that have been revealed, his word, belongs to you and your children forever. That we all may do the words of this law. So one of the things we begin to see here is that God is saying, in essence, you don't need to fear the unknown. 
the invisible. You don't need to fear that. Amen. Um, fret not thyself, Psalm 37, because of evildoers. Neither be envious of the workers of iniquity. They shall soon be cut down like the grass. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and everything that was written was written for our admonition, our learning, that with perseverance and hope we might receive the promises. And, and, and so what are the secret things that God is talking about? I'm glad you asked. He, first of all, the secret infers the obstacles. Whatever obstacle comes into your life, God has something to do with it. Now, I'm pausing purposely. For you to say that God is detached from humanity is to think agnostically. Listen to what I'm saying. Ain't no detachment. There are no accidents. And, and, if, and, if, and if God allows something to come into your life that you had nothing to do with, then it's God's business to move it. And, 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 and I can tell you this, not only is God going to move it, God allowed it for his glory. Some, somewhere, somewhere, he's going to get glory out of it. So here's the exercise I want you to do this morning. Uh, it, just in your imagination, take that most difficult, defeated area of your life and right now thank the Lord for it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for bringing me out. Thank you for healing me. Thank you for helping me. Child of God. God determines all obstacles. Every obstacle in your life, mm, he not only sees them, he suppresses them. Every obstacle in your life, every obstacle in your life, and not only obstacles, but opposers. Every opposer to your life. Everyone coming up against you, they belong to God. No weapon that's formed against you shall prosper. In Matthew 10, when he sent the disciples out in twos, he said, look, don't take no purse, don't take no script, just go as you are, Knock on the door and see if anybody in there is worthy. But if they reject you, shake off the dust of your feet. They're not rejecting you, they're rejecting me. Can I get a witness? And, and child, child of God, God at work or at home or whatever, God has all of your opposers in his hand. Those are secret things. He, he doesn't have to make a list up. Those are secret. Those, those are secret things. Not only the obstacles and the poses, but your outcomes. Eh, the final chapter. Secret things. God, God, God could call me home tonight. Amen. I'm, I'm, uh, uh, the time of your departure is here. Come on up. God, God, God has already determined what I'm gonna die from. In fact, I think God is so deep that whatever you die from was already programmed in you as a baby.
to come up at a certain time. I just, I just believe, I believe that's how precise God is. Are y'all getting this? And we ought to eat right, live right, exercise. You can eat all the lettuce you want. When God calls you, you leave in head, Doc. And I told you, my worst fear, you know, I, you know, I love eating because uh, eating brings enjoyment to me. I don't, I don't eat to stay alive. Some, some of y'all eat to stay alive. I need to have three to five meals a day, and I need it. No, I ain't. My worst fear is to go on a lettuce diet and get hit by a truck. That, that's my worst fear, Doc. I, that's my worst fear. That, that's my worst fear. I ain't doing it. Nice, yeah, nice steak. Come on now. Got people around here eating salmon every day, thinking they're going to live longer. All that mercury coming out of their eyes every time you see them. And, you know. Every time we go in the restaurant, Green said, is salmon on the menu? I said, salmon stinks and so do you. I'm sick of this. Even old ladies said, where's the beef? So, 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 so the fact of the matter is, is um, there, are, there are secrets that God has hidden for our protection. Think about the secrets when you were in the world and you were out there running the streets and clubs and passing dark alleys. Everything that was hidden belonged to God. God, everything that was hidden belonged to him. Nobody could do you any harm because God's got to sign off on it. Do I have a witness? Everything that takes place in your life, God's got to sign a signature to it before it can happen. That's why Satan came in the book of Job to God and said, you got this hedge around this boy. If you, if you just move the hedge, Satan could not attack Job until God signed off on it. And when God signed off on it, God already knew that Job was going to get the victory. Can I get a witness? Child of God, there are secrets of God's protection for our lives that are hidden. But secondly... We see God's secret of his promises, which are helpful. Now turn to your right, Psalm 25. Come on now, let's hear the pages. Psalm 25, praise the Lord, never believe a preacher. Psalm 25, Psalm 25. I don't hear no pages. Psalm 25. This is not entertainment today. Don't look at me. Psalm 25. Psalm 25, verse 14. When you get to say amen. The secret... The cryptographic message of the Lord is with them that fear him. And he will show them his covenant. What a scripture. What do you, what do you mean by fear him? Those that are, are intimate, in intimate communion with him. Those that re, revere him. Now let me stop. See, the world don't fear God. That's why you got all this stuff going on. They don't, fear, they don't fear God. 
The fear of the Lord is the beginning point of wisdom. Fear God. Folk don't fear God. They, they fear the wrong things. You fear God. I'm telling my age, but those of you that were raised in the same era I was, you let us start thundering and lightning, boy. Them parents said, shut off that television. Cut off that radio. Get on the floor and shut up. God is talking. Remember that? These folk today be sinning and be thundering like they go, uh, uh, which, which, what else you got to say? They just keep doing it. There's no fear of God. And God is to be feared. Can I get a witness? God, 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 God is to be feared. They don't revere him. They don't respect him. They don't relate in righteousness to him. Amen. Can I get a witness? There is a secret and sacred counsel of his covenant. You look at this uh, verse. There's exaltation, enlightenment, enablement. That, that, that what the psalmist is saying is, the child of God that fearfully trusts him, like Jehoshaphat in Second Chronicles 20. Poor Jehoshaphat, king, and the messengers come in. The enemy's coming by the hundreds of thousands. And Jehoshaphat repented and called for sackcloth and ashes. They even put ashes on top of the heads of dogs and donkeys and made them bow to show their obedience to God. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and Jehoshaphat was in the praying mode when God came back to him and said, uh, Jehoshaphat, this battle is not yours. This battle, say this. This of another kind, this, this battle belongs to the Lord. And as you grow spiritually, you got to know what belongs to you and what belongs to the Lord. If stuff comes up out of nowhere, that belongs to the Lord. So why are you claiming it? And Jehoshaphat looked up and seen literally millions of angels ready to devour the enemy. And I do have a witness. And child of God, so what God does in this verse is, amen, he, he is a helping source in this, in Kings 4, uh, a man, uh, yeah, the man of God called Elisha. I love this story. Elisha comes to this widow who's got a son. And Elisha asks her for something to eat. He's the man of God. He's the prophet. And the woman said, no, I just got enough meal for me and my son, and then we're going to die. And Elisha said, no, 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 wrong priority. Give the man of God your last. Lord, have mercy. And then go out and keep fetching pots, and I'm going to keep the oil running. Somebody know what I'm talking about. Uh, child of God, and this is not for the pastor preacher to collect an offering. I thought I, I thought I put that out there too. Can I get a witness? This is you trusting him uh, without trying to outthink him. 
when you have nothing, God says, give me the nothing you have and I'll turn it into something. Can I get a witness? Give me the little you have and I'll make much of it. Can I get a witness? In God able, in able, he's able to do far exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask of See, the problem in the church is that God doesn't need our money. Nobody told you that. Why? Because the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and all that dwells therein. He owns everything. In fact, he said, if I was hungry, I wouldn't ask you. He owns everything. He owns your soul. He owns your children. He owns your job. He owns your mind. He owns your health. He owns your strength. When he's asking us to tithe, it's because he's trying to bless you. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Y'all gonna have me run around this church. Lord have mercy, what a mighty God we serve. He's a God, ah, he's a God that'll show up on time. He's a God that's got all power in his hands. He's a God who's too wise to make a mistake. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Glory. 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 Hallelujah. Listen, 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 listen. Listen, Israel was in the desert. They had no food. Moses, a type of Christ, prayed for them. Do I have a witness? And God sent these coranda seeds called manna, little pancakes out of heaven. And Israel said, what is this? That's what manna means. What is this? And sometimes God will send you the what is this ahead of what you've been praying for. Can I get a witness? And the faithfulness is you taking the what is this. So God sent them pancakes to feed their hunger. Then Israel had a nerve to murmur and said, we're tired of these pancakes. We miss the onions and the melons and the leeks that we ate in Egypt. Yeah, you know they were black folk. I'm sorry, Brother Arnold. Y'all people don't eat no melons. Nah. We, 
you know, we, we, we missed that. We missed the melon and the onions and the hot sauce and the leeks. We missed that stuff. So God in his faithfulness allowed quail to fly low so everybody could hit one out the air and fry their chicken. I'm preaching up in this place. Can I get a witness? They, they didn't even have to go to the grocery store. All they had to do was just hit it and it fell down. God, God is faithful. Then, then, they got, then they got thirsty in the wilderness and God called cold water to gush out of a rock. And the Bible says that rock was Christ that followed them. See how faithful he is? Isn't he faithful? He's faithful. Look what he says. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him, reverence him, respects him. Yeah, and he will. He will show them his covenant. I do have a witness. I'm coming in for land. Number third, we see the secret of God's power. Turn to your right all the way into the New Testament, 1 Peter chapter 5. Come on, 1 Peter chapter 5, 1 Peter chapter 5, 1 Peter chapter 5. We can get there. 1 Peter chapter 5. Hallelujah. Say amen. Come on now. Don't fool with me. Say amen. 1 Peter chapter 5. And look at verse 5. Because now, the hidden, the helpful, now the humble. See, Humility is power with God. Look what it says. Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the what? Elder. Now, now, let's stop. Let's stop. We live in this vacuum of disrespect, a culture which is cursed. Nothing wrong with social media. as long as it is used properly. Nothing wrong with the internet. But see, the internet can bless you, but it also carries a lot of filth. You got terrorists learning how to make bombs off the internet because it's not regulated. Are y'all getting this? So when you look at social media, Everything dealing with social media is, and, and I want you to take the spiritual jump. It's not just what you can access out. It's what Satan can access in. There's no more exhortation about you going back into the world. Now the world's coming to you. I can bring the world right into my being through a telephone. Right? Y'all getting quiet. It's all right. Most of your social media is, is nothing more than me, myself, and I. It's all about me. Selfie? Let me put all my business on Facebook. Bip, 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 bip. In five minutes, I'm going to the bathroom. Like somebody really cares. I'm struggling. I got problems tonight. Pray for. Are you kidding me? Come to church. 
So if I go on my social media, I can pull in all kind of messages. The finals were rigged. I couldn't help that. Forgive me, Lord. But, but, you, but check it out, check it out, check it out, check it out. Younger, submit yourselves to the elder. Yea, all of you all be subject one to another. Now, now let's stop with the subjection. Subject means you and I owe one another. We owe one another subjection. We owe it subjection. People don't want to be subjected today to nothing. Nobody. Look what he says. I'm almost finished. And be clothed with what? Humility. Now, now, now we're going to come back to that being clothed with humility. That means, and, and the word humility comes from a Greek word, topanio, to which means low lion, low degree, low and humble in spirit, abasing yourself below someone else. We don't find that too much anymore. Hmm. How can I help you? No, how can I help you? Hello. Mm. Be clothed with humility for God, strong verb here, resisteth the proud. Now, 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 why does he resist the proud? Because of what Lucifer did. Lucifer said, I will be like the most high God. I'm, I'm going to come back to that. All right. I will exalt myself above the stars. That's the angels. Amen. And, and, and so God resists the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Are y'all seeing this? Why does God love humility? Because that's what Jesus had to do on the cross. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form, morphe, with God, being equal with God, thought it not robbery. Amen. He made no, listen, he made no personal aspersions. He made no personal requests to be treated higher than a slave. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. He gives grace to the humble. He says, humble yourselves, therefore, listen to this, under the mighty hand of God, this is power, that he may exalt you in due time. So your and my exaltation has to do with how low we can get. We got to get low before God takes us high. Thank you, Jesus. And it's, it's called a track record. Years ago, I used to tell the chairman of the deacon board, I said, look, don't be bringing guys to me that you've been watching. You can watch the devil. Give me somebody with a proven track record. I, they served five years in going door-to-door -door witnessing. They, they spent 10 years helping to feed the poor. I, I got to see some fruit before we take them up to the next level. Can I get a witness? And the Bible said, let them prove themselves. 
That's part of the calling. Do I have a witness? Y'all getting quiet on me. Look at this. He says we are clothed, verse 5, with humility, low appearance. We are complimented with a hope, verse 7. We are to cast our hurts on him. Now, now stop, 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 because the hermeneutic science of interpretation is that all these verses come into a cluster and they're all connected. If they're all connected, now listen to pastor, then I start back up with the likewise of submission and subjection. I'm clothed with humility because God resi resists the proud. I humble myself under the mighty hand of God and only then, listen, am I able to cast all my cares on him. You know why we won't cast our cares on Jesus? Because we're prideful. I can handle this. Ben had done that. Your experience cannot become an exposition for living. My Lord. Are y'all getting this? How I ran the world, how I ran when I was in the world is not the way I live now. Total dichotomy. Are you getting this? That, that child of God, he's saying, listen, cast all your cares on him because he careth for you. And look at this. Look at a caution, verse 8, and be sober. Stop drinking. Stop drinking the stuff you're drinking. I ain't talking about liquor. You all stop that too. I'm talking about you can handle it. Be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, is prancing back and forth trying to figure out your combination so he can devour you. Are you getting this? Whom you need to resist steadfast in the faith. Lord, have mercy. And knowing, now, now look at the connection. The attacks of Satan are under the categorization of affliction. These afflictions are going on in your brethren. You ain't the only one suffering. You're not the only one going through relational stuff. You're not the only one going through financial stuff and, and health issues. You're not the only one going through, amen, mental, amen, attacks. The what are the could and the shoulders. You know how they come up. See, you should have. You could have. You mess around with that if you want. You're going to go right in the crazy house. Can I get a witness? Well, I, you know, uh, 50 years ago, I should have. Well, nobody want to hear that. All of us got woulda, coulda, shouldas. And some of them woulda, coulda, shouldas are lies too. Can I get a witness? God gave you his best. Uh, uh, we coming back to that too? Check it out. The caution and the cure, verse 10. But the God of all grace, who has called us to eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered, what? Now let me stop, pause and pause. It's going to take time for us to get this thing right. It's going to take time for you to get your marriage right. I got married. They said, Pastor, don't, don't worry about it. The first five years are the toughest. 
I was going to my sixth year, they said, Pastor, year six through ten. I got to the tenth year, they said fifteen to twenty. <laughs> it takes time to make the adjustment from the old to the new. It takes time to walk differently. It takes time to believe differently. It takes time to pray differently. After a while. Here's what God's going to do. And these metaphors are all strengthening devices. He will perfect you. Teleos, he will make you mature. Let's stop. You know we're not as mature as we need to be. Don't we act immature sometimes? Put, put your hands up. It's therapeutic now. Don't we act immature? Don't we pout? How many of y'all pout? Put your hand up. Pout, pout. P-O-U-T. Pout. You pout. You pouted so long, your lip is out here. You, you pout. You come to church like this. Pout. Times I pound. We going to pity parties. Don't we? Yes, we do. And then we personify somebody else. See, if it wasn't for you, I'd be happy. <laughs> Don't we do that? Now, listen. If the element of your displeasure leaves you, and goes to somebody else, you deceived. If you're trying to put your total weight on another person, you're deceived. Because you're not all that in a bag of chips. Do I have a witness? I told him last week at court, I said, look, look, I told, I told, I told, I said, listen, we are a church that preaches and teaches truth. Amen. 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 Not like some other denominations. That tell the women, you know, don't wear no makeup. No, wear makeup. <laughs> Maybelline is blessed. Can I get a witness? Don't come up in here like that. Put, put something on, baby. And, and, and the reason, no, listen. The word cosmetic in the Greek is actor. It's making your face up so you can act like somebody you're not. It's all right. Same with the men. You know, praise the name of Jesus. If you need teeth, get the right size teeth. Don't be sitting down in the congregation. Get the right size teeth. It's all right. We all got teeth. Right, Luther? Pull them out. We, we all got teeth. I ain't gonna mess with green. We got wigs, weaves, waves. We got everything. That's all right. Nothing wrong with it. Amen. Do what you got to do to look good. Isn't that right? In the name of Jesus. Now, husbands, if you marry somebody, it's going to take them three hours to take off everything. We're going to be praying for you. Same, same with the husbands. Hallelujah. 
Honey, I'll be right there. Zip, zip, zip. Zip, zip. You, you, got, you got something on your hands, Linda. Something ought to be genuine. How am I getting all that? Look at this. Perfect established strength and settle you. My God. Jesus. Jesus. I complimented a brother one time. I said, man, your wife looks beautiful this morning. She had a nice Egyptian type uh, hairdo. I said, she looks beautiful. He turned and looked at me and said, I see that thing on the dresser every night. I said, look, man. I can't, I can't even compliment no more. I, I can't even compliment no more. I don't compliment no more. I just go to your wife and say, you look nice, baby. Leave it alone. Was that you, Brother Arnold? No. All right. Here's, here's our final point. Oh, Lord. And I had a preacher. No, I need to show. I had a preacher come up to me and say, God, and I said, yeah. I said, man, you, he older than me. I said, man, your hair looks great. Because he had his hair done in the 60s. I said, your hair looks great. He said, yeah, man, Lord is good. I said, oh, okay. And, uh. And we got to talk, and he said, well, you know, I can get you the same thing. <laughs> so, what kind of mess is that? We, were, we weren't talking about ultra wave. <laughs> Leave it alone. All right. Later. The final thing is we see the, uh, so young people, enjoy what you have because you won't have it long. Uh, we... We, we see the secret of God's presence, his habitation. As we close, turn to Psalm 91, one of my favorites, Psalm 91. I want you to, this thing is so profound. He that dwelleth, that means habitation, in the secret place of the most high, that's El Elyon, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Now, Psalm 91 is talking about protections, preservations, promotions, and preemptions, and the psalmist is emphasizing that no kind of danger can come to the child of God when God is covering them. Nothing can get in. And the Lord's protection is verses 1 to 3. The Lord's confidence is 1 and 2. Uh, the Lord's dangers are uh, 3 to 6. The examples are 7 to 13. The pledges are 14 to 16. But here's what I want you to see as we close. Here in verse 1, there's a secret place of the Most High God. It's an intimate place. It's a place of communion. It's a place where you're under the shadow of the Almighty. The word shadow denotes he's keeping the scorching sun off of you. The secret place denotes a quiet communion 
where the fowler, the snare, the snare and the traps can't get to you. The, 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 the perilous pestilence can't sting you. Amen. When you're under his wings. And, and, it, and it says, amen, when you look at verse 5, you shall not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by daytime, nor for the pestilences that walk in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. God says, when you're under my wings, there's nothing to fear. When you commune face to face with me, when you're under my wings, no weapon that's formed against you shall prosper. Not emotions, not money, not family, not distress, not relational things. Nothing can bother you when you're under the shadow of the Almighty. Uh, do I have a witness? And child, child of God, God is saying this stuff is truth. I was, I was explaining this morning that yesterday I was looking at this uh, documentary on nature and I, I, I'm always interested in this along with history, the historicity of things. And they said, they posed the question, if a 20 foot great white shark was fighting a whale, who would win? And they showed this shark with all these teeth, layers of teeth, powerful, can swim fast, and they showed this uh, blue killer, this, this, this uh, killer whale. And this scientist took a baby shark and turned it over on his back. And when the shark is turned over, it's paralyzed. It can't do anything. It just lays there. And the question was, how long would it take either one to defeat the other? And the whale, in a matter of minutes, snapped the white shark in half in a matter of minutes, took him out. No comparison. No comparison. Then they did a, uh, 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 a hippopotamus and alligator. And the hippopotamus, when he opens his mouth, his jaw power, they can snap an alligator in two minutes. Do I have a witness? Well, where, where are you going with this? God says, well, you know what? All you got to do is read my word, and I'll tell you the truth. And the truth, the truth is, that nothing that's aimed at you can bring you down. No, no weapon. I, and, and you know, we keep missing Isaiah 54, Lightfoot. It didn't say no weapon shot at you. It said no weapon formed. God said in the forming stage, I start taking it out. Can I get a witness? When somebody even thinks about shooting at you, I'll take them out. Can I get a witness? No weapon that's formed against you shall prosper. There's a secret protection, that which is hidden. There's a secret provision, that which is helpful. Secret power, that's the humble. A secret presence, that's his habitation. And if I dwell in the house of the Lord, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. If I stay on my knees, if I stay in his presence, if I, come on now, and if I stay in his word, can I get a witness? I don't have to worry about anything. God's going to call victory into my life. Can I get a witness? Weeping may endure for a night, but joy will come 
in the morning. Well, how do you know that? Because Jesus <laughs> hung on that cross. He had a hidden sacrifice. His blood washes me from all my sin. Jesus <laughs> on that cross was a helpful submission. He didn't mumble a single word. Jesus <laughs> humbled himself in surrender as he died in my place on the cross. But Jesus died and rose to give us a habitation of salvation that to be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. Can I get a witness? So child, we need to know about the secrets. Can I get a witness? Not your secret storm, not your general hospital. Can I get a witness? But his secrets and God's secrets are gonna pull you out. God's secrets gonna give you joy. God's secrets gonna put running in your feet. God's secrets gonna put clapping in your hands. God's secrets are gonna put joy in your soul. Can I get a witness? Because he said it, that ends it. I believe it. I know in whom I believe. Say yeah, and he's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy to be praised. The secret, the secret, the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. Let's stand on our feet this morning. As we stand, heads bowed, eyes closed, if you want to be saved this morning, Jesus died for all your sins, past, present, and future. Simple as ABC. Admit that you're a sinner. Believe that he died for your sins and confess him as Lord. Is there one you want to give your life to Christ? Just raise your hand. You want to be saved. Is there one? The world is going to hell. You want to be saved. Or perhaps you want to join our church of Christian spirits. Is there one? Is there one? Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for the magnificent secrets that you withhold from us our day of deliverance, our blessings, even when things look bleak. Your word says if we revere you and serve you and submit to you, you will bring us out. We thank you for the victory. In Jesus Christ, help us to tap into your secrets and walk by faith and not by sight. In Jesus' name, amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, it's all a secret. God bless you. We'll see you Wednesday. Have a happy 4th of July. We love you.